Good evening and welcome to Gay Card, right here on Reality Radio 101. And now, right to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome to Geek Card, where nothing compares to you. I am your host, Andrew Young, and with me as always is Mr. Green. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. Apparently you're in a cave. I don't <laughs> My I brother, don't know about that. My brother used to do an impression of Alan Rickman, but only in a cave. Okay. I, that <laughs> I never heard. It was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we oh, haven't, you know what? I, I just realized we haven't amused ourselves on this show. Like with, with like some kind of deep inside joke like that in a long time. It's like old days. I feel like we did it like last week, but okay. <laughs> it's been like it's been like seven days and several hours since uh, since we we amused ourselves. So we're gonna do it again tonight here. We hope you all enjoy it as well. Uh, big show coming your way later on in the program. We're gonna be talking with actor Spencer Lord, who plays Aiden, a reincurring character on Family Law. Of course, you know we're big fans of Jewel State here, Family Law. And uh, so we'll be talking with him about the show and its season finale coming up on Global this week. We've also got a movie review coming your way. Disney's Haunted Mansion, their second go at the taking the ride and turning it into a movie. We'll be talking about that. And in just a few moments, we're going to hear an interview I did earlier this week with director Timothy Woodward Jr., with his uh, his new film till death do us part it's coming out on august 4th it is comedy thriller action it's it's a lot of genres put together and uh he'll uh, he'll tell you more about it in the interview but right now we're gonna have ourselves what they call a commercial break and when we come back you're going to get to hear my interview with Timothy Woodward Jr. It's all happening right here, right now. Geek Card on Reality Radio 101. Hey, everybody. Jimmy the Short Order Cook here. Asking you, what's better than listening to Geek Card? Answer, listen to Geek Card while wearing a Geek Card t-shirt. And there's a place you can get them at tpublic.com slash user slash Geek Card. We got a bunch of great shirts there. We got Geek Card shirts. We got a Mr. Green's Tasty Meat shirt. Hell, we got a Back Issue Bloodbath shirt. For all your geek needs with your geek merch... You want to go to tpublic.com slash user slash geek card. I'm not just asking you. I'm telling you. Welcome back to Geek Card right here 
on Reality Radio 101. And now, right back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Hard, friends. Andrew Young and Mr. Green back here on a Friday night. And uh, in just a moment, you get to hear my interview with director Timothy Woodward Jr. about his new film, Till Death Do Us Part, coming to theaters across North America on August 4th. But before we do that, just want to remind you folks that if you're looking for more geek art in your life, of course, there's geekartshow.com. You can go there, and we definitely want you to go there and check out all the stuff we got going on there. But if you're like, man, I want, I want to be a part of the team. I want to be a geek cardigan. Well, there's a place you can go. Patreon.com slash geekart. If you go there, if you sign up, you become a geek cardigan, right? Become a part of the team. You help us put out this amazing product, but at the same time, you get access to some cool exclusives like early access to the, the podcast version of this show before anybody else. And you also get access to the wide catalog of Mr. Green's extra hard podcast where he and a special guest talk about a film or a director or a, a TV show or a uh, an actor. And, uh, you know, they really deep dive and they talk about the things they like about it. They get, there's like a, it's like a full, sometimes it's a half hour. Sometimes it's like half your life. It's long sometimes. <laughs> there have been a few marathon sessions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It depends on who I'm talking with. Some exactly. people have a lot to say. Exactly. Exactly. And so, of course, you can check them all out at patreon.com slash geek card. You just got to sign up. Just got to sign up and it's there. So yep. check it out. Also, if you want to email us tonight, you can email us at geekcardshow at gmail.com. We'll read your email live on the air. Uh, so if you want to email us a movie review later, or if you want to email questions to Spencer Lord, you can. Or if you just want to say, hey, you can send an email our way, and we will read it on the air, uh, good sir, madam, or person. But now it is time to get into the program tonight with my first interview uh, this past Tuesday, I got a chance to talk with independent filmmaker Timothy Woodward Jr. about his new movie, Till Death Do Us Part, coming to theaters August 4th. It is action at, uh, at he kind of describes it in an interesting way that kind of harkens back to the 90s. So take a listen for that. Let's take a listen to that interview right now. Welcome to the program, Timothy Woodward Jr. How's it going? Oh, man, another day in paradise, getting to talk to a lot of people like yourself. There we go. I don't know if that's paradise. That sounds like that could get pretty tedious, my friend, but all right. You know what? I think when you work on a movie for so long and you, you wait to show it to people, you know, it, it's not really tedious because you're excited to talk about it. Well, there um, you go. That's a good attitude to have, man, of course. And we're here to talk about Till Death Do Us Part. For people who haven't heard about the film yet, tell them what it's all about. It is about a runaway bride and her seven groomsmen that are trying to kill her. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but uh, her job is to survive the night and their job is to take care of business. She pretty much takes care of business in this, definitely. Now, the film, 
What I, I found interesting about the film is that it's kind of like two movies together. You got the one story and the flashbacks, which is very much more like a high tension feeling out process kind of cat and mouse kind of thriller kind of story. And then in the present day, you've got a gory balls to the wall, tongue in cheek action thriller. Yeah. When it came to putting the film together, did you have trouble finding the flow in the edit or did it come together like magic? Yeah, I would love to say it came together like magic. <laughs> no, you know, it's scripted like that. I think it's always a challenge. Number one, I'm already trying to take a 1990s rom-com gone bad movie. You know what I mean? Already that has action elements, horror elements and comedy. And people are going, what is it? And then on top of it, you know, you hit it on the head. There's this other storyline that's going through this nonlinear that is very serious, very cat and mouse, you know, where you're trying to figure out what's going on. So, you know, it's, it's a challenge when you get in there and you start going how, but luckily there was a few transitions that were written in the script, like her looking at the boat and going over to the boat, you know, the glass plank. Boom. You know, I use music to bring away we go to bring me back over. And I use, you know, some sound effects and some other stuff. And luckily, all of the flashbacks came perfectly at act breaks, like the end of act one was one, you know, the midpoint was another, then there's another one at the end of act two. So it, because it was structured out like that, it helped. But it's always man, it's it's always a thing when you're in the middle of a home invasion movie where there's, you know, bubblegum music playing and people are getting slaughtered. And then you got to jump out to a, you know, very serious character development scene where you're finding out exposition and information and, you know, mystery. There's there's always a thing of like, oh, man, I'm cutting to this. Am I going to lose the audience? You know, but luckily those scenes were written out where there was enough. We were keeping information from the viewer enough where you're hoping you're finding out what's going on a little more as those scenes come in. Right, of course. Now, uh, you brought it up in there, the music, the music choices in this film, they're a lot of fun because, you yeah. know, again, you've got this this action comedy type story going on, a lot of uh, running around one location, but the entire time, it's like the music seems out of place yet perfect all at the same time. What influenced the music choices for the film? Well, I, once I read the script, it was a lot more straightforward. I wanted to do something where, like I said, it was like this 1990s rom-com gone bad, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, where the, if the dwarfs wanted to kill Snow White. Mm -hmm. So what I was thinking is already like it's a wedding, wedding bloody. That's already got juxtaposition. Let's go further with that. You know, let's light it up, you know, like a horror thriller movie. But let's have this happy music, you know where it's bubble gum, bubble gum, boom, boom, boom. So the fights start off and it's a little bit of this dun, dun, dun. And then you, as it starts going, where that music would normally come in in a typical action movie where it'd be dun, 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 or a horror movie where it'd be, it's like, here we are, bubble gum, bubble gum, boom, 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 boom. And, you know, somebody's getting fight is going dun, 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 dun. And so it was like a dance that we were creating and that's what a lot of the movie has a lot of dancing in it, too, because it was like the whole idea of life is a dance and things are fucked up and the right music might not be playing at the right time. So let's go completely juxtaposition with it and go opposite. Right. Of course, it helps that you got a great ensemble cast of some real characters in here, uh, most notably Cam Orlando and Poncho. 
have some great moments in this. And they play off each other so well throughout this as the groomsmen. Did you know right away the dynamic you wanted with the groomsmen going in to have this kind of like funny yet sinister kind of menace? Yeah, you know, I felt like, look, you got a group of, what? what is Los Angeles? Los Angeles is every class clown, you know, moves to LA, right? And yeah. everybody's got their own personality. So I was thinking you have this university, they're not going to be completely uniformed. Every one of them are going to think they're, the guy. And there's actually a deleted scene where Poncho, you know, stands in the best man spot and Cam has to come over and basically pick him up and move him out of the way. And he's pissed off the whole rest of the time. So that's why when he's at the end, he's like, I should have been the best man because he's in the wedding actually in one of the scenes. He's standing in the spot where the best man is. Right. And you know, he's, he's, he thinks he's seven foot tall and 250 pounds. And then you, you know, you've got, Cam, who is gliding through the air, Mr. Suave, who just wants to be the best man possible, you know, but is, is, is got that psychotic thing going. And him and I spoke about it and I was like, bro, it's literally like if Mr. Sandman was playing in the background and this is the fifties, you would be mowing the grass going, Hey, Bob. Hey, John, you know, with your newspaper, you walk in the house and you would have somebody like tied in your closet upside down, you know, ripping their toenails out. Like that's the character. Like he's just that way. And Orlando, you know, is naturally funny, but we actually pulled him back from the comedy a little bit to give him some of the conflict with Cam. And they still end up having like a good dynamic. But there was a scene with him like where I filmed it and he was taking a piss outside while they're supposed to be looking for the girl. And one of the screams comes and he hears Cam yelling at her and he zips his zipper up. And that's why he's really pissed off. So the scene where he walks in the door and he's like, where is she? I'm done with this. It's because he actually zipped his, you know, private part in the zipper. <laughs> but I cut that because it was just too, it was like almost over the top. You know, it got to be like, where I was like, ah, but it's a very funny moment because he's like, he zips his, you know, thing in. And that's why he's pissed off. Not because the other guys are dead. Yeah. You know, he's so I'm going up there, you know, I'm taking care of business. And then even with that, you know, we played it off later where like, you know, the people that said they were going to take care of business didn't really, you know, do their job too well, you know? No, no, definitely not. And uh, yeah. So yeah, you did a lot of going right up to the line without going over it and how too far you could go. Definitely. And with that, I think also in, in my mind, the true story of this film is the best man at his wedding speech. Yeah, that was it. That was it. You know, and that wasn't in the script. The wedding speech was not one of I was talking to one of my buddies and he actually said, man, it would be great if he, would, you know, delivered a best man speech. And I said, oh, you know what? And then the idea came is like, you know what? What if he's always constantly so focused on this best man speech that, you know, he almost gets to it every time. And it's just like one of these things and it becomes its own like story. And yeah. so that added, I think, a lot. And that gave Cam a lot to play off of because that was happening. And really glad we put that in the script. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a fun through line. Gave a lot of character to Cam, definitely. The location of this film, it almost is like another character altogether. And the way it's laid out, there's so many nooks and crannies to hide. There's so many ways that the bride can evade the groomsmen. How important was it? for you to put together this location? What was put into that? It was very important. You know, in the original script, it's a log cabin out on a lake and it's a squared off cabin. And even in the graphic novel that, you know, the element. Um, so when we were looking at it, I said, you know, we need a place that's interesting and a place that she can evade and go around and how else could she? And so when I found this place, 
not only was it aesthetically beautiful and my DP loved it, it was, you know, it had this staircase that led up to this one room and in a bathroom. And then there was this walkway across the top. And I said, well, fuck, instead of her running through the backyard and going in a basement down here, what if she uses this kind of walkway across the top and she can go here or go around? And there was like six doors in the front doors. There was like three, four front doors and there's a back. And, you know, there's all these ways. I said, what if we do that? And then we're going to have to have her try. And so when she tries to go out the back door, Poncho and them are there waiting and slams the door on them and back upstairs and goes through until, you know, Cam sees where it's at. And the record player was so important because, that allowed that to go on and it allowed the groomsmen not to necessarily hear some of the stuff that was happening. It was the magic record player that could be as loud or as quiet as we needed it to be. So that one allowed for the suspense of belief, for example, that someone's chasing her outside while Cam's dancing inside or there's a fight going on and he's, you know, downstairs rocking and rolling. So, you know, it just allowed a lot of stuff to happen. So it was a good layout. It's cool. Yeah, I'd say so. It kind of, at some points, kind of felt like a play, like noises off, the way that everything was, you know, kind of just running around. Like every time you'd, you'd end up right where, right back where you started, which I thought was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, Timothy, it's been great talking with you. I look forward to people getting to check out this film. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun kills in it. And I think anybody who's a fan of uh, Love Scorned and people trying to get revenge, they'll get a... They'll get a big kick out of this. Yeah, for sure. I hope so, man. It's a truly independent film. You know, we open up August 4th in theaters. So I hope that people will drive to the theater and check it out and like it and just share the love on social media and stuff because, you know, we work really hard to try to do something entertaining. And, uh, yeah, we hope everybody supports it. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Timothy. You have a great day, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. So that was my interview with Timothy Woodward Jr. You can check out Till Death Do Us Part coming August 4th to select cities across North America. Check it out. It is, yeah, definitely a hearkening back to uh, kind of the 90s action comedy rom-com gone astray sort of thing. So definitely uh, check it out. We got an email in from Grant S. who I guess was unable to send an email last week. So... Grant is reviewing last week's movie, Barbie. I, that's what I'm guessing from this email. Geeks, what the hell were Farrell, Perlman, and Hathaway thinking? Really? This shitty movie? What the fuck? Need the cash? Okay, so here goes. Remember the way some of your listeners rated movies? Well, here is mine. Negative 5678767, period. 78987, period. Six six seven eight nine, eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah, that's what I heard when I was reading that. <laughs> oh man, Jenny, I haven't called her in years. But anyways, um, thank you for your email, Grant. Uh, if you want to again, if you want to send emails, not just of the movie we reviewed tonight, but the movie we reviewed last week or the or, week before, or, or movies that haven't years come ago. out yet, ten years ago, movies that haven't come out yet. Well, time you, travelers exist, so for sure there's got to be somebody who's seen something from the future. There you go. So definitely yeah. uh, we'll read them on the air tonight. Thank you so much for the email, Grant. We look forward to everybody else's emails, uh, especially when we come back, because when we come back, we're going to be talking about Haunted Mansion from Disney based on the ride, The Haunted Mansion. This is their second kick at the can 
I'm making a movie about based on this ride right here. Geek card reality radio 101. Remember when you used to go to the comic shop and browse through the stacks, picking up comic after comic, talking to your fellow customers and the store owner about what books you should buy? What kind of outside people daywalker nonsense are you talking about? I don't go outside. Well, thank goodness for Back Issue Bloodbath with Andrew Young and Petula Neal. Where we talk about comics old and new. Mostly old. But sometimes new. Every Wednesday, new episodes drop at geekartshow.com or wherever you catch your pots. Check it out and have yourself a good. Welcome back to Geek Card right here on Reality Radio 101. And now, back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Yard. Andrew Young and Mr. Green here. In just a moment, we're going to be giving our review of Haunted Mansion from Disney. Um, before we do that, just want to remind you folks, if you want to email us, you can email us, email us at geekardshow at gmail.com. And we'll read your email live on the air. Also, if you're somebody that's like, man... You know, I'm standing around. I don't have a shirt on my back, but I got money to buy one. Or there's a place you can go, and it's uh, tpublic.com slash user slash geekard. We have several shirts that you can buy to clothe your body, and that's a good thing. So definitely check them out. We got our Geek Card logo shirts. We got our Old Man T-shirt. We got our Mr. Green's Tasty Meat T-shirt, which is definitely – that's the shirt everybody should have this summer – for all their summer barbecues. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so definitely check it out. tpublic.com slash user slash geekard. T-shirts for you by tpublic. And us, kind of. We design them. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. We, do, we just don't physically make them. That's No, no, we don't do that. We don't do that. No. I, you know, I, I used to try doing that. I just, all the iron on and shit, like, you know, like yeah, no. that kind of thing. That wasn't fun. No. no. Leave it up to the experts, I say, at tpublic.com slash user slash geek card. Uh, so let us get into our review tonight. Haunted Mansion in theaters today, directed by Justin Simeon, written by Katie Dippold, based on the Walt Disney theme park attraction produced by Rideback and Walt Disney Productions and distributed by Walt Disney Pictures. Here to read the synopsis tonight is our good friend Jimmy the Short Order Cook. Hey! Hey! What the hell? No A back? Eh. See, this is why I don't fucking come here. My God. You're so angry all the time. It's well, hard you know, to get if, you, if you just said like, hey, back, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe we could have a civil conversation. You ever fucking think about that? 
I don't think you're possible at all for you. You don't think I'm, I'm very possible. Don't even test me. I'm very not, possible. Son. You're not, you're not Kim possible. No, no. The kids like that show. That was a good show. Speaking of speaking of stuff, you know, like the kids, I took the kids last year to Disneyland and they love the haunted mansion. So now it's a movie. Yeah. And like they did. Didn't Eddie Murphy do this back in like 2003? Yeah, we don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't talk much about Eddie Dewey these days. Hey, oh, man. Uh, I still love you, Eddie. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you want me to read this thing? That would be cool. All righty. A single mom named Gabby hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest, and a historian to help exercise the newly bought mansion after discovering it is inhabited by ghosts. Wow, that's quite the motley crew there. Yep. My God. Definitely have to go check that out. Uh, you know, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be good. Who knows? I guess I'll find out by listening to you guys, eh? You, you can do that. That's what we're here for. That's what we do, like, every week. If you weren't clear on that. This, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I fucking know that. Jesus. Always with, always with the attitude. My God, always with the attitude. All right. Li- listen I'm to getting, you. I'm getting out of here. You know what? You know, I'm talking to my therapist. He says I'm supposed to be more positive, so I'm going to go away from this negative energy that I'm getting from this guy over here. I don't know. Fucking green guy. And I'm going to go, and I'm going to have a great evening. So, a river dance to you. Have a good night. Fuck off. And there he goes. All right. So, he, like, he just needs uh, to, you know, release all well, that, of that. You anger. know what? You know what I think it is? I think Jimmy, Jimmy is like, he was the call to action there. It's like, as soon as Jimmy started talking, people started sending in emails. So, let's read some of the emails <laughs> here. John T writes in, hey to the geeks again. Tim, oh, uh, Tim Woodward, good job, great project. Yeah, no, I'm excited for people to check it out. Timothy seems like a good guy. Barbie, even the old man will hate it. What a waste. Are people nuts to watch this piece of shit? Maybe a two. No, make it a one for, make make it a one for a rating. Oh, okay, make it a one for a rating. Hey, Mister Green. Hey. There we go. So that's that's another that's another late. Uh, late uh review well no he's he's in the past and that's cool you know he's yeah. you know he, he's living there that's that's perfectly legit no no it's totally perfectly legit oh this is not i don't think anybody's got anything to say about haunted mansion maybe next week for that uh kelly t writes in geeks i just had to write in again what is all of this barbie hype shit going on in the world everything is pink now People robbing banks are reportedly dressing as Barbie in disguise. Oh, I didn't hear that. Men at stores wearing Barbie makeup, shoes, and wigs. Fuck this movie. Hey, you know what? It's just a thing. Like, here, here's the thing. Here, here's what I'm going to say, Kelly, and anybody else who's getting upset about the popularity of the Barbie movie. By September, maybe even by mid-August, people aren't going to be talking about the Barbie movie because something else will come along. So just cool just sit back you'll be fine this doesn't have any major effect on your life it's okay you know i the only thing i would say a little bit to uh, counteract you there is i don't think september 1st is going to be the end of this i think this is going to be a thing right into the fall oh i think people are going to like it but i think it's not no no i mean i mean in theaters 
Oh, people yeah, still yeah, going. Yeah, people still going, but I don't think it's going to be as an intrusion mm. to every part of someone's life as, yeah, yeah, yeah. as Kelly is depicting it. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Last night when I went to see Haunted Mansion, it was a sea of pink everywhere again. Well, the, well, the thing is, is that it took like there's still people who haven't gotten a chance to see the movie because the movie's yeah. been sold, sold out, out for so it many was, screenings. It was, it was sold out last night every show. So yeah, so once the movies have sold, people like once the vast majority of people have seen it, people will probably go see it again and stuff. But you know, like everything else is gonna die down. Right now, you're still in the thing. It's like Barbie, Barbie crazy. It's like. Think about yeah. uh, like think about uh, all the, the Batman movie. Yeah, exactly. The Dark Knight, and then freaking, Oof. and then twenty years before that with Batman eighty nine, same sort of thing. You know, I I, I just remember Dark Knight. Uh, it was like ten straight weeks of sellouts. It was it was like nuts. Right, right. But it was like yeah. after the fourth week, we didn't we didn't have to, like the Nolan fanatics weren't like on every street corner like they were for the first month. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and they're it's definitely okay. not, they're not, they're not like Snyder fans. So, no, exactly. So they're still talking about movies from 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, all I'm saying is, Kelly is like, don't worry. Life will go on. And that's why you listen to us. That's right. That's right. Because we only talk about a movie one week, except for, well, sort of this week, but this is just like, there's holdovers. But that's okay. Hey, okay. And, and as we were talking about just before the break, if you are uh, doing reviews from the future, we would love to hear those as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'd love to hear. I'd love to know what you think of uh, the second Dune film. Yeah. Um, Dune 2. And what do you think of the uh, Aquaman 2? Marvels. The Marvels. Yeah, the Marvels uh, movie. Uh, the the Kang Di- Avengers, the Kang Dynasty from years from now. Well, know? yeah, because that was that one's like, uh, what, four years from now, I think. Something it is. like that. Yeah. 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 If, if, yeah. if any of you time travelers out there. Hit us up. There we go. Now, okay, so St- Stevie covers all the bases here. Starting off talking with Haunted Mansion. Just saw it. DeVito and Levy nailed it. Oh, yeah, Levy's in it for that, that one yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. Uh, a six. Yes, Barbie sucked big time. Hey to Jimmy. <laughs> See? Still got in the Barbie, but at least this one actually mentioned Haunted Mansion at the beginning. There we go. Uh- and then, oh, we got... Evan H. sending a specific email to Jimmy. Just says, hey, and it's got two dogs there. Nice. Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, you want to come come back to the Zoom and check it out? I'll send a message to him. Yeah, well, what is it? What? Check out the email. That Those look good, but, like, why does everybody think I just cook hot dogs and burgers, you know? It's like I cook chicken. I cook pork. Yeah, I cook, I, I cook a dogs. lot of stuff. I, I don't know about that. Everything is in a hot dog. Everything is on a hot dog. Yes, everything is in a. So hot it's dog. got chicken, it's got pork, it's got beef, it's got other stuff. There you go. But you know what? I'm just saying. But the, the dogs are very nice. Thank you, thank you, Evan. Have yourself a great night. There we go. See that he's nice to Evan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's nice stuck. to you. No, he hates me, but that's okay. Oh, man. All right. So let's get into it. Haunted sure. Mansion. Mr. Green, you got to see it. Yep. What you think of it? Uh, well, as uh, you alluded to, there was, uh, you know, that abysmal uh, Eddie Murphy attempt years ago, um, which I still have not watched because everything about it leading into it uh, just I didn't want to watch it. Right. There's nothing mm-hmm. about it I wanted to watch. 
this one, I because of that, I was very leery of. And then I started seeing trailers for it, and it kind of, you know, I was like, I don't know, this might actually be not bad. And because uh, I like Lakeith Stanfield, you know, mm. I think he's, you know, he's great. DeVito's always great. Um, unfortunately, the film has Jared Leto, but, you know, like, we can't all win, apparently. But uh, I was like, the kind of vibe I got out of the commercials. And as I go into the film, I it held up that way. So the vibe of the film... Uh, and I and I talked to you uh, before the you know before this film came out you know leading into this and I was I, I don't know if you remember this but I was telling you about like how I got the sense and the feeling that this film was going to harken back to those like late sixties early seventies um, Disney films that were obviously aimed for children but still kind of hit an edge you know like you look at like uh uh what was that uh blackbeard's revenge or whatever it was and oh, yeah, yeah. you know stuff you know stuff like that that kind of like it was still for kids but it kind of hit a little bit you know they're kind of hitting that tween you know like that 13 to, to 16 kind of range they were trying to hit for mm. uh and this film kind of feels like it was in that that range right like obviously it's disney they're not going to mess around with you know taking it up uh, you know, any severe notches in both in language and or in gore, obviously. Right. But I I had a lot of fun with this. Like, I just, I sat back and I was just like, yeah, you know what? I, I liked Lakeith Stanfield's uh, Ben Mathias. I, I thought uh, he was an interesting character, especially with what he's going through. You know what? You know what this film actually reminds me of? Pixar films. Okay. Yeah. That there there is some there is some real deep personal hurts going on with these characters that are part of the storylines that uh, you know that are being dealt with and uh, uh, I I enjoyed that you know not obviously it's kind of you know uh, uh, grim to talk about enjoying people's discomfort and and their uh, and their tragedies but I like I liked it because of the fact that they they added some layers to to a project that normally just would have been a bunch of uh, you know, special effects and like, uh, you know, boo, scarce, you know, jump scare tactics. And I didn't see that in here as much. And I and I appreciated that. That was uh, something I was really getting into. Owen Wilson. Uh, dude's just Owen Wilson. You mm. know, like he can't he can't get around himself. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. Although I did like I like the idea of his character. You know, I thought yeah. that was. uh that was kind of interesting, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those films, you know, what did you think? Cause you seem, uh, I think you, I think you have something to say. I know. Well, I do have something to say about the movie, but actually I I've been taking this moment here cause I was sent an email from Linda a who just said, Andrew catch up on the news. And it just said the Barbie bandits, ABC news, but the link didn't work. So I looked into it. The Barbie Bandits apparently happened in like 2014. I don't see anything recent. Yeah. They got they got sentenced. Like even their sentencing was like last year, I think. So I don't know if there's something else there. But thank you, Linda, for your email. And uh, but trust me, it's like everything's a fad in one way or another. Barbie's not going to take over your life, kids. It's okay. There's other movies out there that will, though. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, but when it comes to Haunted Mansion, I had fun with it. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed the ensemble cast. Uh, Owen Wilson was doing Owen Wilson stuff and that was fine. Danny DeVito was like kind of in a way the PG version of Frank from It's Always Sunny. Uh, was it, uh, I thought Tiffany Haddish worked in well with the cast. Rosario Dawson, I find, is always a good grounding component for, she's usually very good at being the, the, the normal person in a crazy story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Lake Heath, I thought was a, a great, uh, protagonist. I thought it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, the film didn't drag, but it's also a film that I feel is like, while I did enjoy it, I feel, Probably in maybe a few weeks, I won't even remember it. I can see that. I uh, the other thing too is that unlike say like Pirates of the Caribbean, um, I don't really see legs on this as a as a, like a continuing IP. Mm. Um, I don't really see a lot of uh, sequels coming out of this. Like, I, there's no obvious. Uh, sequel opportunities is really what I'm getting at. Yeah. Here. The only way they can make a sequel is if they make another ride. That's basically the way I see it. Cause like the, I think the, the key difference here is that with pirates, they, they, they went really far afield. They just kind of said, Oh, it's a pirate movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there you go. Right. Is this, yeah. This was very tied to, well, it's very tied to a central location. This one, as opposed yeah. to the pirates where pirates, you can, send them all over the Caribbean. Caribbean's a big place, you know? So, yeah. And unless, you know, and this is like having like the, this band kind of like float around to different uh, haunted mansions. That is something you could do, but they are not geared up as like paranormal investigators. Yeah. I would advise against it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, No, I, I like this film as is, you know, but again, it just continues my 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 love of Lakeith Stanfield. I think uh, he's a great actor. I really like him in a lot of things. Although he's got a very unique, not like Owen Wilson style of acting, but his very like laconic, kind of like laid back way of. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. You know? And actually, they Lakeith and and Owen Wilson played off each other very well in this film. Yeah. Um. So and I did like su- a lot of the the cameos too by some of the comedians that were in this. Definitely, yeah. Well, well, it was mentioned by one of our our listeners that uh, that uh, is Dan Levy makes yes. an appearance in the movie. Yeah, and, but so so does Hassan Minaj and uh, Joe Coy. Yeah, Joe Coy's in it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, uh, oddly enough, Winona Ryder makes yeah, an no, appearance. In the film. Yeah, that that yeah, that was uh, it was just it was, it was just one of those. I, I liked it. It was a weird yeah, moment, yeah. but I really I did like it. But I got to say, the Joe Coy thing just struck me as odd because it was like. You know how we always talk, like everybody talks about how like your phone is listening to you. It was like the theater, like the guys who made this movie were like watching my recent uh, YouTube uh, viewings because I had Joe Coy <laughs> everywhere. It was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what, what is going on here. Oh my God. Well, for me though, the weirdest cameo is Mary Lou Henner. But uh, anyways, we- so weird. <laughs> yeah, so random. Random. Yeah, totally. So you say people should see it in theaters, wait for rental or streaming. Or I, uh, skip it all. Well, together. clearly for a lot of our listeners, this is great counter programming to Barbie. So go check that out uh, for that reason. Um, you know, uh, and if you're just looking for like a kind of a family friendly film, I think this also would work for you guys. Um, you know, or if you like me had a little bit of nostalgia for the old old style live action Disney movies, I think this works out too. Otherwise, you could just wait for it to hit uh, Disney Plus and then you'll be okay there too. 
Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I say wait for Disney Plus on it unless, yeah, unless unless you really have a hankering to check out the film in theaters, I think you can wait for Disney Plus. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Spencer Lord from Family Law. It's all happening right here. Geek Card on Reality Radio 101. Want to advertise on Geekard and be heard by thousands of listeners? It's easy. It's simple. It's fun. Email us at geekardshow at gmail.com for information on our advertising packages today. Welcome back to Geek Card right here on Reality Radio 101. And now back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Card. Andrew Young and Mr. Green here. We're going to be finishing off the old program here with our final interview of the evening. Uh, he is an actor who can currently be seen on Family Law as uh, the character of Aiden. Uh, the season finale is coming up on Global this week for the current season of Family Law. Welcome to the program. Oh, swear there. Wow. Spencer Lord. Wow. <laughs> Spencer, well, sorry, uh, that, thank you so much. That has nothing to do with you. That had to do with some sleep problems I had. You so just we're saw okay. my face pop up, and you're like, "Here we go." All right. <laughs> this no, is going to so, be a doozy. I'm no, so okay. sorry, Spencer. I'm so glad you're here, man. I'm Dude, so glad I'm you're in the here. same boat. That's why I'm drinking my second coffee of the day at 4:45. So I, I feel you. There we go. There we go, man. So uh, of course, Family Law. You can can come in as a character this season as Aiden, uh, who. As the love interest for uh, Jewel State's Abigail on the show, and uh, I don't know. If, first thing I gotta say about Aiden is he does not pick up on red flags. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> boy, oh boy, that boy Did should you... be running out the door. <laughs> yeah, holy, yeah, yeah. I think he's got a bit of a savior complex. I think that's 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 what I uh, chalked it up to in the end, and. It makes a lot of sense because she she sort of spews all of her her neuroses at him, and he just kind of runs toward her instead of running away. Yeah, yeah he's like got a, his own issues. Yeah, because she lets she lists out the well. Of course, as viewers know, Abby's life is kind of crazy. You know, she's working for her dad because uh, she's on probation as a lawyer. Because uh, she threw up in a courtroom for being an alco uh, an alcoholic, and her marriage is falling apart, and she's kind of in a custody battle for her kids, and all that's happening. And she meets this nice fireman, and now the fireman is kind of like he's along for the ride. And with characters like this, so they they got to be fun to play. That it's like you get to come in and be like the uh, the moment of calm, the moment of peace. You get to have all the chaos come at you and just react off of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was and that was something that we were like, I 
uh, Susan Nielsen, the, the showrunner, and and um, Jewel kind of discussed that, and it, it, that was totally it. He was the reprieve from all of her crazy, uh, you know, all the crazy situations she goes through with not just her family in terms of her brother and her sister and her dad, but also uh, also her now ex husband or soon to be ex husband, I suppose. They're in the middle of all of that, so. Yeah, it's nice to be the guy that's sort of just, hey, you want to eat some chow mein, you know? <laughs> let's all, let's just hang out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm going to ask you then, Spencer, have you been in that situation where you've, 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 you know, dated somebody that had like a hot mess of a life uh, before you showed up and then you just kind of like, were you drawing from any of that experience if you had? Um, thankfully, no. I have, <laughs> I have, I have no experience with hot messes. Uh, uh, and I'm a, I'm a serial monogamist. I've been in a, I've, I'm, a, I'm in the second relationship of my life basically. And I'm 30 years old. So I think I'm good to go on that front. There you go. Nice. You're, yeah. you're in it for the long term. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Now that doesn't Are, always yeah. happen a lot with a lot of people you, you hear like long, like long, like multiple long-term relationships. Yeah. 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 It's it's lucky. It's uh you know it's a lot it's a lot calmer than trust me. Andrew can tell you. <laughs> tell tell me, Andrew. No 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 no. We're not gonna get into that. <laughs> Everyone who I've dated has been lovely. They've been they've been great, and I wish them all well. And she's <laughs> typing in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. But uh, the the other great thing though about this part is that of course. Being the love interest of the main character, you know, you're working with Jewel State this entire time, and it's a good, good chance that none of your scenes will be cut because you're with the lead actor. <laughs> so. Yeah, never had that problem. I've heard, I've heard horror stories. You know, people they do. It's usually like a short film or something or or a movie, and they go and they invite their family, and they all go to the movie theater to watch it. And you know, that moment comes and goes where their scene was supposed to be, and they sort of just don't say anything and by the credits the family's like so where i didn't notice you know no thankfully that's not the case and working with jewel was was a treat man like she's i mean she's been doing it for decades she's just like a consummate pro i can't ask for a better number one honestly she she uh she and susan and andy and everybody um andy makita they 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 keep the ship running real tight and and everybody's sort of happy which is which is just unreal never that doesn't happen often you know yeah so it sounds like you had a like a uh because you know like coming into a show that's already existing you know like this you know like some people don't always have a, a easy time but it sounds like you got you had a a, a really uh you know like uh, welcoming and uh comfortable time coming onto the show to join in a show that's already you know uh in its process yeah absolutely i, I had a great conversation to start uh, before I kind of even stepped on set with um, with Susan and with Jewel, and we just you know familiarized ourselves with each other and and just chatted um, like we're doing right now, just very conversational. It was very chill, and it was uh, just that alone sort of set the stage for a really um, calm, open environment for me. Yeah, I, I, I was I felt very lucky. Yeah. And then you start acting and then it's just chaos in every scene. So it's like, yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in this case, life did not imitate art, uh, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. No, that's good. That's good. But of course, your character is a fireman, and of and has a has. I wouldn't say it's the most normal meet cute for a show that uh, <laughs> you the the person's like. Uh, of course, Abigail's there because her client's garage is set on fire, and, <laughs> and you have to come and put it out. That's I've got to say that's probably one of the more interesting meet cutes I've seen in a show. Yeah. And for Aiden to have the cojones to sort of, you know, just, I mean, you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Just to sort of put his own number in her phone and say, hey, here's, you know, let me know if you need anything. I, I think, I don't think that he does that very often. I think he was taking a shot and it, and it panned out, which makes sense the more you watch because he's sort of, he's not the most confident guy ever. And, you know, he's putting himself out there. So, Kudos to Aiden, I think. Yeah, oh yeah. I sure, yeah. I sure wouldn't do that in real life. <laughs> well, not from what you've already, uh, uh, you know, shared with us. Uh, that doesn't sound like your mo at all. Like, you know, no. not 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 the kind of person that just runs out there and just randomly starts giving out numbers to people. I am not the. I am the furthest thing from smooth. Yeah, I, I would advise yeah. against that. That's uh, it's not a good tactic <laughs> to have. I'm not saying from experience. I'm just saying. Not a good tactic to have, my friend. There's a lot we're learning about you tonight, Andrew. I'm just, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Like, <laughs> I gotta say, I listened to what was it? it? Was the what did you call it? The the uh, penultimate fast maybe episode where you reviewed fast oh, fast oh, X. I'm and, sorry. <laughs> and you you described, and I have a question. It's Mr. Green. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, so after this, I'll ask you that. But um. You described Mr. Green as, as never passing first gear or something like that. It seems like you guys compliment each other nicely. He's, he's sort of, he's neutral bombing down the hill and you're kind of at the steering wheel, just like taking him wherever you want to go. What steering wheel? It's gone. It's been yeah. gone for a long <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> I just, I just, I, that's just me. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just chilling. It's, it's due to a lot of drugs that makes, uh, makes the ride smooth. That's what really helps. Uh, you know, because yeah. because otherwise I'd be a hot mess myself. So, oh, so you're self leveling, sort of. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I keep a couple spirit levels around me at all times. Just, okay. uh... <laughs> but uh, but but let's let let's get back to you, Spencer. Let's get back. To you. Right, let's, right. let's take this uh, interrogation <laughs> off the mat, off the table here. Oh hey, my God. I'm not interrogating. No, I know, I know, I know. But, hey, you uh, know what? He could be prepping for another role. That you know, he's going to be a, he's going to be a cop. He could be an investigator. You know, he's, he's taking. Here's a shot. I can take two guys down at one shot. There you go. Yeah, well, you got to keep all your doors open. Well, the thing right. is, he yeah. he's played a, he, you've played a lot of different characters, Spencer, and I I. I think the, one of the more, more interesting situations would be is that you played reporter Nate Ian in the film Doomsday Mom. And then when it came out, Nate Ian interviewed you about Eaton, playing, yeah, yeah. Play, about playing Nate Eaton. Uh, what was, was that a surreal experience for you? How was that feeling? It was so bizarre. Yeah. And like, I, that was the first interview I'd ever done. And this is like <laughs> the third. So forgive me for if I'm horrible at it, but like the, I was so nervous and the I'm interviewed being interviewed by the guy who I just played who you know bless him I hope I don't know if he saw it or not but I don't know if, how accurately I portrayed the the real Nate you know so he was he was very welcoming and it had been super like the, the humble about the whole situation it was and, it was really and you cool. fool you fooled his sister 
His sister yeah. heard the saw the uh, saw the clip and thought that was him in it. So yeah, that's right. Go. Yeah, <laughs> that's hair and makeup, man. That's all them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now, Mr. Green, I think uh, one thing that you'd really like about Spencer is okay. that uh, he makes a killer stuffed turkey. Oh, oh, hey now, now you're talking my love language. You too. You, you're a big Thanksgiving guy. The big turkey, bro. Consumer. This, this, he'll tell you. Yeah. Okay. So turkey, number one food. Love turkey. Awesome. That's my my birthday's coming up. That is my that is my preferred birthday dinner is turkey. Thanksgiving, turkey. Christmas, turkey. You know, and if I and if I push hard, I sometimes get turkey at uh, Easter as well. I, I honestly, if I had turkey every week. But it's got to have the gravy. You got to have. You got to have the stuffing. You got to have the mashed potatoes. Yeah. You got to have the veg. You got to have it all. Yeah, dude, four birds a year. That's that's pretty sweet. Quarterly bird. Are you? Do, do do you make the turkey, or do you have it made for you? No, no, my wife takes care of that. I uh, I take it. care. I, I take care of like the potatoes and you know any of the heavy lifting. You yeah, know, that I'm I I am I'm just muscle. I'm just a forklift that hangs out. You know, on we, need, we need that. We need that. Taking that turkey in and out of the oven is is legitimately dangerous. Sometimes I've seen it go awry. It's not. It's Ooh. not good. In the weeks leading up to each meal, Green goes and does like a, a power set at the gym just to yeah. just to be ready for for lifting turkeys. Well, you you got it. Like Spencer's right. Like I, when I go to lift it out, sometimes I was just like I'm not prepared. Like it's like I forget because it's been a while, right? So I'm like, oh, this isn't like taking out like a couple chicken breasts or something out of the oven, right? Like you're 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 lifting, you know, depending on how hungry you are, you know, anywhere yeah. from like 10 to 20 pound bird coming out of that oven, you're not paying attention. And then there's the juices all flowing around. You got it. You got... That thing Spencer. slides around. You don't, yeah. you don't, you don't expect it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I was at a friend's place once and we had, we had, we had like, <laughs> cause we do friends giving almost every year yeah. and we had like two or three people that working at taking it out of the thing on their, like as a team. And it was just, it was just like horrifying to watch. It almost, it, it, we almost lost the whole thing. And then of course you're left with like, there's no, there's no plan B when you're cooking a Turkey dinner, you're hooped if it goes down. So I commend you for your three or four birds a year. Yeah, man, that's, I hate uh, it's uh well if you're making them you should be doing them more often then like that's the case right like if you're you're that's the master you're doing... oh wow fair that's fair yeah. well that's what well see it isn't always a whole bird depending on the time of year sometimes it's hard to get a whole bird right so sometimes it's like it will get like the turkey breast you know and and or like the like a half a turkey you'll get like the yeah. breast a wing and a leg you know like you can kind of do stuff like that too sometimes depending if what your butcher's like I'm getting the sense that that Andrew is just we're just totally losing him. Look at him. No, 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 like... no, no, no. I was just I was actually I was sitting there I'm sitting there thinking about your plight when it comes to the turkey of like how you you know the the cost situation. So I was trying to think is like if you're if you're somebody out there on the West Coast who has access to turkeys, hook Spencer up. That's what I'm saying. Hook hook him up. Yo, can we get a turkey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. turkey sponsor. Uh, worn like a, worn like a Turkish graphic. Oh man. Okay. So we got to look and see if there's a website, uh website domain for Spencer love turkey.com. And uh, we can set it up and people can send their information to donate turkeys to Spencer. So there we go. Yeah. The dream come true. Uh, now, another thing I wanted to bring up with you is that, uh, you know, we meet people that have, you know, certain talents and things like that, but you, 
have a super kidney? I do. Yeah. I so it's just one giant kidney. I have one giant kidney and no other kidney. Uh, I, <laughs> I, it was the weirdest thing ever. <clears throat> Excuse me. I went, I went to get ultrasounds for some thing unrelated. Turned out to be fine, but I'm lying there and they, you know, they got the jelly on you and they, they're kind of looking around and, and she's goes to the other side and then I just see the look on her face kind of shift. She's just kind of like, a, there's like an uh-oh kind of look on her face. And I never get, I go, I go, yeah, I go like everything cool. And she's like, um, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm supposed to tell you this, but I can't find your kidney. I got to go. I'm going to go get somebody else to come take a look. So she leaves, goes, get somebody else to take a look. They find, they don't see anything. Um, that was, I think it was like three or four years ago at this point. That was the first I learned that I only had one kidney and I looked it up. I guess it's like a one in 400 chance that you're born with one kidney. I called my mom immediately. She's like, get the hell out of here. No way. <laughs> like she had no idea too. She probably sold it when I was born. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so there wow. you go, people. He has one kidney. You have to donate a turkey to him now. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> That's it. Help, yeah. help this growing boy out. That's what please, please. <laughs> Little known yeah. fact: eating turkey grows new kidneys. Whoa. I heard that. I heard. Yes. That. Holy. Yeah. That's you. Listen to Andrew Huberman too, hey? <laughs> <laughs> this is hot <laughs> off the press. Wow. Oh my God. Well, Spencer, it's been great talking with you tonight. Of course, I look forward to people checking out the finale of season two of family law is there any tease you can give about what's to come in the finale i don't i don't feel uh as though i'm at liberty to to say i think i'm going to leave it up to uh, up to the audience to see see what happens hey that's um, that's perfectly fine yeah yeah when we've had I Jewel on here you. oh yeah I, yeah, yeah that's when right. we when we've had Jewel on here she's always been like i can't even remember what season i'm in so that's <laughs> funny it's crazy. Like we filmed, this is like, it's two years ago now or something like that. Yeah. Given the pandemic and it, yeah, it's been, it's been wild. Um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Well, we appreciate you too, Spencer, man. And we, yeah, we could talk with day. you for hours about Turkey and Hell yeah. gravy. And maybe the next time you come on, Mr. Green will tell you about uh, his patented gravy method. And uh, you'll find out about that. Well, it, I would gravy, love to hear gravy this. tar. It's gravy tar. Patent pending. That's right. Patent pending. <laughs> there you go. So there's yeah. something to whet your appetite for the next time you come on there, Spencer. I cannot wait. Cannot uh, wait. <laughs> you have yourself a great night, man. Thanks, man. You too. See you guys. Nice. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bye. Spencer. So that was Spencer Lord. The season finale of Family Law is out this Monday on Global. So definitely check it out. Uh, we got an email in from Tom Ells says till death do us part Canada love to check this film out, but it's not even in any GTA theaters. What the hell? Um, well, I believe it is going to be making some appearances in Ontario. I'm not sure what theaters. I don't know if it's hitting the GTA, but it will be opening across North America in select cities on August 4th. Um, so for our listeners out there who are, in a place where they can see it, definitely go check it out. And Tom, uh, hopefully you can find a place. And if not, I'm sure that it'll eventually be able to come into your very own home 
uh, quicker than you think because that's usually these days movies move to the the second stage oh, pretty quickly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, the especially windows, independent films. Yeah. Oh, the windows. I remember uh, back in the day, the window used to be like two years. Now it's like about two weeks. Yeah. Well, we've it's already crazy. got freaking this hell. Fast X is coming. The penultimate. Yeah, it's coming yeah, to the that uh, Guardians Three is already available now on Disney Plus. Like it was already on, it was on digital like a few weeks ago. Like it, it, things are moving a lot quicker these days. Yeah, definitely. Well, we've come to the end of this week's episode of Geek Car. Mr. Green, where can the good people find us? Uh, as always, if you like what we do here, you can find additional content on patreon.com slash For everybody who participates right now, we thank you guys ever so much. You guys are amazing. You really help us out a lot. Uh, for those of you who don't, that's cool. You know, but instead of Andrew crying in his pillow every single night, you could always join us, and then he'll have less tears. I don't cry. You cry. I don't cry. It's, a, it's an actual medical condition. It sucks. You, you cry all the time. I see it. You, you if quiver. I was going to cry, you'd be the last person that I want to see. Okay? Get on with your shit. Join the join the cult of Geek Hard at patreon.com slash geek Absolutely. And of course, additional content always available through YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Yes, even Pinterest. Search Geek Hard Show on any of those platforms and you'll find us there check out our website geekhardshow.com for more news reviews and the podcast version of this very show available on mondays after 2 p.m of course if you're super forgetful like i am or you didn't listen to us tonight live the best way to hear us is to do what andrew is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice be it the itunes the apple podcast google podcast Stitcher, tune in spotify wherever you catch up pods and please while you're there leave a five-star rating review it helps with the analytics and uh, as always, if you want to continue the conversation with us, email us, geekhardshow at gmail.com. I want to thank both Timothy Woodward Jr. and Spencer Lord for uh, coming on the program for Timothy Woodward Jr., for Till Death Do Us Part, for Haunted Mansion, for the number of people on Barbie, for uh, Spencer Lord, for Family Law, for Mr. Green, and for Yuri in the booth. This is Andrew York saying if you're going to geek out, you might as well geek hard on Reality Radio 101. Thank you for listening to Geek Hard right here on Reality Radio 101.